0: Hello, and welcome to Sharing Real Hope. My name is Mike Hall. We have been considering a question on the last several podcasts. That question is, who is Jesus? I would encourage you to go back as far as podcast number 58 and listen all the way up through this one, which is podcast 66, to get a full picture of who he is. But this is one thing we know for sure. He is fully God, always has been, the eternal God. And he came to this earth and was born a man. And he is also fully man. He is the God-man. Now the question is, why did he come to earth? Part of that answer is he was sent by the Father to do the Father's will. And what we have to understand is, whatever he was doing on earth was absolutely planned in eternity past. It was a part of God's eternal plan. This was not some kind of a last-minute decision, uh, but rather Jesus came sent by the Father to do the Father's will from eternity past. He had a mission. And what was his ultimate mission on this earth? Jesus said, I came to seek and to save those who are lost. In Mark chapter 10, verse 45, he said, I did not come to be served, but to serve and to give my life a ransom for many. We talked a little bit about that word ransom on the last podcast. Essentially, Jesus said, I came to be the payment, the ransom for people's sins. Now, this payment is not being made to the enemy, to the devil, to buy us back from the devil. But rather, this payment is being made to satisfy the righteous wrath of an almighty God. God's wrath against sin. God is holy and God cannot tolerate sin. And so sin has to be paid for. You know, when, when a crime is committed and uh, in a human sense and humans are caught doing that crime, breaking the law, uh, theoretically they have to pay for that crime. Well, uh, th- that doesn't always happen in-, in the human sense. But not so with God. God never lets a sin go. God is righteous and holy. He could not let a sin go and be righteous and holy. It has to be paid for ultimately. And Jesus was that ransom payment. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 18 says, Knowing that you were not redeemed or ransomed, or bought with perishable things like silver or gold. Verse 19, but with the precious blood as of a lamb, unblemished and spotless, the blood of Christ. And Jesus literally shed his blood uh, when he died a a vicious death on on a cross, a Roman cross, crucified. There Jesus paid with his life for our sin. Um, First Corinthians chapter six verse twenty says, "Don't you know that you're not your own? You are bought with a price, and that price is laid out clearly here again in First Peter one. That price is the life of Christ, the blood of Jesus Christ that was shed for us. And so Jesus is a ransom. He is also referred to as as a lamb, uh, the Lamb of God, in John chapter one verse twenty nine, John the Baptist." with his disciples saw Jesus walking along coming and he said behold look behold the lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world Jesus is God's sacrificial lamb now the the uh, men that would have heard that would have understood because they would have known uh, all the the Old Testament practices that were that were given by Almighty God that uh, when sin occurred uh it brought death, something had to die to pay for that sin, and so the 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 way God set it up was they were to sacrifice, kill. A lamb, and that lamb had to be unblemished. No blemishes on that lamb. That lamb could not take away their sin. It was a picture. It was a visual picture. It was a type of the true lamb that was coming. It was a shadow of the reality, of the real thing. And the real thing was God's ultimate lamb, the lamb of God, God himself, Jesus Christ, who was the unblemished, spotless lamb, the one that was without sin, never sinned, and yet he died to pay for sin. Whose sin? Obviously not his own Your sin, my sin, uh, the sin of those who come to Christ and trust Him. He paid for our sin as the Lamb. In Revelation chapter 5, Verses 6 to 10, this is a a future uh, scene in heaven. And and John, uh, the author of Revelation, writes this, And I saw between the throne, that's the throne of God, with the four living creatures and the elders, a lamb standing as if slain. Having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent out into all the earth. Uh, And he came and took the book out of the right hand of him who sat on the throne. When he had taken the book, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the lamb. Each one holding a harp and golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. And they sang a new song saying, listen to this song, worthy are you. Speaking to the Lamb, singing to the Lamb. Worthy are you to take the book and to break its seals, for you were slain and purchased for God with your blood men from every tribe and tongue and people and nation. And you have made them to be a kingdom and priests to our God, and they will reign upon the earth. That's what Jesus did. Jesus is the lamb that was slain. He is the lamb that was being worshipped there and will be worshipped uh, for forever and ever. And he is the lamb that bought us with his blood. He bought us for God and he made us to be a kingdom. We are part of his rule, his authority, his eternal kingdom. And he's made us to be priests before God. And uh, we are his and we are his forever because he is the lamb that was slain. But then there is a very well-known passage in in the Old Testament. And I want us to just take a few minutes now in, in the rest of this podcast to consider this passage in Isaiah chapter 53. And this is a book again that was written by the prophet Isaiah under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit 700 years before Christ came. 700 years let me just read this these uh scriptures and maybe make a few comments along the way and i want you to listen to the ultimate mission that jesus had while on this earth as predicted 700 years before he came the scriptures say in isaiah 53 1 who has believed our message and to whom has the arm of the lord be, been revealed for he's this is speaking of jesus grew up before him god like a tender shoot and like a root out of a parched ground. Oh my goodness! He he came out of a parched ground, uh, out out of bad situation. Uh, Jesus came uh, um, offering hope. And the scriptures say he has no stately former majesty that we should look upon him, nor appearance that we should be attracted to him. Uh, you know that he was he didn't come like royalty with horns sounding, and and and, and he wasn't born in a um, he was not born in in some kind of a palace but we know the story we know that he was born in Bethlehem in a in in a stable basically in a barn laid in a manger in a feeding trough for animals that's where uh, he was so he he, there was nothing about him that would be attractive humanly speaking in in terms of uh, of of all of that pomp and circumstance verse 3 says he was despised and forsaken of men a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And like one from whom men hide their face, he was despised and we did not esteem him. The scriptures say he came to his own and his own did not receive him. He was rejected by his own as he was despised. Verse 4, surely our griefs he himself bore and our sorrows he carried. Yet we ourselves esteemed him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. We, we, we didn't even fully understand uh, uh, the The full of gra- uh, the full scope of of what he suffered there, and yet he did verse five, but he was pierced through for our transgressions, he was crushed for our iniquities, the chastening for our well being fell upon him, and by his scourging we are healed and that healing there is not physical healing from sickness, it is not it is healing from our Ultimate sin sickness, the sickness that separates us from Almighty God. Isn't it interesting that it says he was pierced through for our transgressions? The nails that went into his hands and feet, the spear that went into his side, uh, here is being predicted 700 years ahead of time. Verse 6, all of us like sheep have gone astray. Each of us has turned to his own way. That's us, isn't it? But the Lord has caused the iniquity of us all to fall on him, the sinless one. Got our iniquity, our sins placed on him, he was blamed for them. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he did not open his mouth like a lamb that is led to the slaughter and like a sheep that is silent before its shearers. So he did not open his mouth, the scriptures say. But by oppression and judgment, he was taken away. And that's the judgment of God that fell on him for our sin, but also the judgment of men as Pilate uh, had him crucified. And as for his generation, who considered that he was cut off out of the land of the living for the transgression of my people to whom the stroke was due? It was due us. The stroke should have come upon us. We should have been punished, but he was cut off out of the land of the living. He died for our transgression. His grave was assigned with wicked men, yet he was with a rich man in his death. Isn't that interesting? Joseph of Arimathea, the rich man, loaned him his tomb to be put in because he had done no violence, nor was there any deceit in his mouth. He was sinless. But the Lord was pleased to crush him, putting him to grief. If he would render him as a guilt himself as a guilt offering, he will see his offspring. He will prolong his days, and the good pleasure of the Lord will prosper his hand. Here is a prediction. He will see his offspring. We are his offspring. In other words, that's a prediction of his resurrection, and a prediction of his of his uh, glorification. Uh, the good pleasure of the Lord will prosper his hand. That's his glorification, uh, and as a result of the anguish of his soul, he will see it and be satisfied. Jesus fully satisfied the wrath and the righteous requirements of Almighty God when he died. By his knowledge, the righteous one, my servant, will justify the many, as he will bear their iniquities. Aren't you glad that he bore our iniquities? Therefore, I will allot him a portion with the great, and he will divide the booty with the strong, because he poured out himself to death and was numbered with the transgressors. Yet he himself bore the sin of many and interceded for the transgressors. What a powerful chapter that is, talking about the ultimate mission of Jesus. Came to die, to pay for our sins, to bring us back into right relationship with God. Jesus came to bear our guilt so that we wouldn't have to, so that we could be given His righteousness, and so that we could have that eternal relationship with Almighty God. Aren't you glad of that today? Praise the Lord for the ultimate mission of our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Until next time, God bless. Thank you for listening to this edition of Sharing Real Hope. We hope that you were encouraged in your walk with Christ by what you heard. Please take a moment to email us with your questions, prayer requests, and comments. Our email address is sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Again, that's sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Or you can visit our website at sharingrealhope.org. Until next time, keep living in and sharing real hope.